1: and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast and as always thanks for joining me. Just before we get into this episode I just want to say if you enjoyed this episode or any of our previous episodes please make sure you subscribe to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast to will keep you in the loop for every time we post. Also if you enjoy the podcast please leave a five star or whatever is equal to that on whatever platform you're using it helps other people find the podcast which is greatly appreciated. You can check out our social media we are on Facebook and Instagram. We also have a blog, which is ParanormalThoughtsPodcast.wordpress.com. You can always jump on there for extra information, extra links, sources relating to any of the episodes that I do. And, of course, we are on Patreon. So if you want to help support the podcast, you can jump on over there. The link is in the description of this podcast. You can get episodes early and exclusive content. And, overall, just help support the podcast. Um, everyone who is over there is you know, a massive help. And, of course, if you're thinking about doing the same, it would be really greatly appreciated. So this is part two of doing a Q&A here on Paranormal Thoughts. So if you haven't heard part one, jump over there. Um, but there's no real continuation, I suppose. It's just questions I didn't quite get to because uh, I found my answers to be quite long-winded or, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully not too bad. But uh, I kind of wanted to break it up a little bit as well just to make it a little bit easier for you to digest, I suppose. So in part one, we had some very interesting questions and I felt like there was a lot of emphasis on extraterrestrials. And, you know, I did answer the question of, um, you know, what is sort of my favorite paranormal topic. And, um, you know, that's how I kind of answered was alien abduction and kind of everything surrounding that law and so on. Um, And there's a bunch more uh, I'm going to get to in this episode. So let's get into it. So here is our first question. What is your theory as to why apparitions are often seen at the foot of beds? So my initial answer to that is to do with sleep paralysis. And anyone who doesn't know what sleep paralysis is, is when you're asleep and you often wake up in a bit of a panic you might see an apparition or some sort of form in your in your room that's with you. And then you notice that you don't have any movement. You know, it's kind of like you have pins and needles all over and you just, you can't scream. You can't try to defend yourself. You're just kind of paralyzed with fear. Literally, this could happen for an extended amount of time. It could be quite brief. Some people experience this quite regularly. Some people never do. And I can imagine for the people who have only ever had it once, it'd be quite terrifying because in that moment, you don't know what's going on. Even for the people who experience it quite frequently, you wake up from sleep uh, in a startle. You know, it takes a little bit to actually get your thoughts together and to actually try to make sense of what is going on. So I think for anyone, whether or not you experience this uh, a ton or not, it would be quite startling. The reason why I bring sleep paralysis up uh, and seeing apparitions at the end of your bed is because often people who are witnessing uh, apparitions or you know any type of other beings or you know just forms in their room, um, human or not, it's because they are experiencing sleep paralysis and you know their minds kind of playing tricks on them in that in the room. So that that's kind of the answer to why I think sleep. I think sleep paralysis probably answers for a lot of that. Second answer as well, which is, you know, not paranormal, but, um, it's just when you wake up, it does take a little bit to, uh, to actually adjust to, especially if it's dark, you know, to adjust to that lighting. I remember, um, I woke up early one morning to do a shift. So it's probably about three in the morning, three 30 or so. And normally, you know, the room would be pitch black, but I think I'd left my laptop on. And uh, so there was, you know, a bit of light in the room. And I think I kind of woke up in a bit of a startle from my alarm or I'm not really sure. But as my eyes were adjusting, I I could have like clear as day, I felt like there was this large shadowy figure standing over me. And the weird thing was it kind of didn't disappear. It kind of, I guess, like retracted itself back into, you know, the sort of darker part of the room. And I kind of came to a bit and just thought, oh, it was probably nothing, but then when I got to uh, work that morning, I mentioned it to someone who, I'm not really sure how much of a paranormal believer he was, but you know he he took interest in it. You know we often would speak about the X Files and so on. It did kind of stick with me for the rest of that day. Of oh man, that was kind of that was weird. But I do sort of have that I sort of put that back to you know you've kind of been a bit confused and dazed Uh, and it kind of was because it was early in the morning and there was like this weird light that isn't normally there when I would wake up so I think it might have been sort of my mind playing tricks on me or it might not have been as well I don't completely rule things out like that I've seen a lot of shadowy things which you know I often do try to rule out to begin with but then I kind of go oh man but that was very real any sort of apparition that I've seen, other than what I mentioned before, which I think I can kind of dismiss, everything else I've seen is, um, I think it has been at night, but I've been, you know, fully awake, like sitting in a chair, driving even. Um, so, yeah, I can't really comment to potentially um, that happening more more frequently or not. So this next question is, was Jesus an alien? So easy answer, <laughs> well, simple answer, I have often said, yeah, if Jesus was to have existed the way that he was spoken about in the Bible, you know, if he managed to do with, perform all these miracles, unlike, you know, any normal man, I believe it would be more likely to have some sort of extraterrestrial influence over an influence of a God, you know, and religion gets really messy in a sense as well, because there's so many different religions and a lot of them kind of contradict Others, you know, if you believe in one, you kind of, it sort of dismisses others as well. And um, it's, yeah, it's an interesting thing of, uh, I guess, Jesus sort of broke off and started his own religion because God wanted him to. But then does that mean that, you know, that's the only correct religion is Christianity? Because it doesn't seem to be <laughs> by any means. Um, but, you know, so I guess to get rid of all the biblical reasoning because um, it doesn't really make any sense to me. And I think if the Bible, um, should only kind of be taken as, you know, I think it's all sort of meaning-based and not actually necessarily um, these things happened by any means. But um, if they were to have, I believe that, yes, Jesus rather being, uh, you know, having almost like these superpowers does seem something more, far more advanced. Um, you know, being able to make, you know, a blind man see and so on, things like that um, definitely seems more scientific than kind of just like I've magically made this happen. And there are religions that, uh, you know, have quoted Jesus as being an alien, you know, being from Venus and so on, um, which, which you know, it could almost be its own podcast in a sense as, you know, all the religious, um, biblical kind of viewpoints and how that can sort of tie into the paranormal because there is a lot of correlation. To sort of answer it simply, yes, he could have been an alien, um, but... Yeah, I don't know if that really helps answer anything else. You know, um, yeah, as I always say, religion is weirdly coupled with a lot of paranormal topics time and time again. So, yeah, it's it's definitely something I'd like to maybe look a little bit more into. But, um, yeah, often people look at you funny if you do say, oh, yeah, Jesus was an alien because they just go, <laughs> and I think even that question might have been even a bit of a mistake. To be honest with that, that's fine um, because, yeah, like why why not? So this is an interesting one. What case took me the longest to research in the paranormal field? Now, there's been a fair few that, you know, some cases uh, have a lot of ins and outs and, you know, you kind of can't just read one source or watch one video to get the full uh, view on what happens. Or well, you can, it's just, it's very one-sided um, and I won't speak too much to that you know, you as a podcast listener, I think you know when someone is doing, uh, you know, research and someone who kind of maybe not doing as thorough research. But I I pride myself on trying to get all the facts straight. And even though facts are – we're talking about Muddy Water here because – um, not Muddy Water's the uh, musician, but we're talking about some Muddy Water here because – you know, what I'm talking about is a lot of speculation and, you know, the paranormal isn't necessarily provable or has been proved. Um, So it's like, what are you talking about getting the facts? But there are, there are you know, even just with dates and names and things like that, definitely sort of pride myself on. And more so now um, that there's more people listening that, you know, if I say something that was ill-researched, I'll probably get pulled up on it and so I should. Um, So, yes, I've spent many, many hours, um, on some of these topics, but one I always go back to, and it probably isn't actually the most, there are others, but, um, this is the one which I always tell people about and it was the Mothman episode. And at the time it's probably just because it was the most heavy research topic I had done up until that point. And I think I started the podcast probably about a year after I was, um, out of university and I feel like by the time I did that episode, it would have been well over a year. I had been, you know, out of uni. Uh, and the idea of, you know, doing assessment um, wasn't really on my, you know, it wasn't really on my horizon uh, after, you know, doing a bunch of years doing that. And then doing that episode, it literally felt like I had just written like an assessment for university because that that's how long I took to read. And actually, you know, I literally kind of wrote like an essay to get my head around that whole in like the whole ins and outs and it's actually quite an old episode now and it probably isn't even that good <laughs> um like you know go you can go listen to it and let me know but um I feel like yeah it probably isn't even it definitely would not be my best work by any means but it was something that it, it was like I think I'd gotten to the point where I was like I think I'd spoken about every topic I could kind of maybe fudge my way through or go I know enough about this to kind of you know, we'll get we'll get to the end here. Uh, but with the Mothman, it was like, yeah, yeah, I know about that, but I don't know uh, all the Men in Black incidences of that, or you know, the, the different sightings, you know, over that whole sort of twelve. And like, you know, it's over a twelve month stint. It's nothing. Um, there's a lot of information with that case, and it's a very popular case as well. And it continuously is getting more and more popular. I was uh, somewhere recently and, you know, I kind of just yelled out to a bunch of people, which, you know, (laughs) sounds really weird, but in context, you know, it would make sense. Um, And I, you know, I was like, what's your favorite cryptid? And, you know, thinking people are going to be like Sasquatch and what have you. And this chick just yells out the top of her lungs, mothman and i'm like yeah like sick like yeah i forget what the general population know about mothman so it's kind of like it was important i think at that time to do that case justice uh and i'd like to you know probably look back into it at some point um in in a different kind of way not just to be like here's the story of mothman again because it's like i've I've done that and i'm probably still you know a bit triggered from um doing it um Yeah, because I often think about like, oh, yeah, could you get like a degree in like cryptozoology? Because that would be like really interesting because I feel like that could be like one of my assessments uh, for like an end of semester (laughs) assignment or something. But um, yeah, thank you for asking that question though because, um, yeah, it made me (laughs) really reflect on the old old days of the podcast. So here is another question, which is, when will aliens make their presence known to all of mankind? How I would answer this, and I'll, I'll keep this short, because there is no real, like, I don't really have an answer, obviously. This is all uh, just off the sort of top of my mind um, with, you know, my sort of years of research is um, probably never because I feel like whatever it is that these beings are doing and have been doing, you know, for easily the last 60 years or so, you know, at least in the modern kind of world of uh, abduction and so on, not looking sort of back into the ancient astronaut theory where I feel like they have you know, helped sort of build civilization to an extent, um, you know, structure-wise, but also potentially even DNA and genetic-wise. Whatever it is they have sort of been doing, they have been able to do without the mass population knowing, you know, probably for a lot of good reasons. And I don't see why they would necessarily have to change that, Uh, even though it's kind of what we're all after, which is like kind of funny because there's no real evidence of them wanting more people to know you know the idea of people who have these abductions you know their memory is erased or you know screen memories and just completely gone you know people who have no idea that they've been abducted you know and there could even be a lot of a lot of people out there who would never know uh, and that's probably exactly what these beings want you know, or they will show themselves to people who want to, and that's you know with more. I suppose people you know are doing close encounters of the fifth kind and actually wanting to connect, and maybe some of these beings um, are more open to that. But I think for the most part, the way it's been operating, I th- I'm assuming, has been quite successful for them, or it hasn't been. <laughs> like it's hard to know, like whether or not it keeps happening is because it is successful or because it's not, and they have to keep doing it. I don't see why they would really ever need to unless it was, you know, things got really bad and it was literally like we were on the course for destruction, which I feel like we are anyway, and they're not really, um, they're not screaming from the rooftops, you know, stop or anything. So I don't, in no, my honest opinion, probably never. Hiring
0: for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone.
1: Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
0: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
1: So I've got two questions here which I can answer together, which is, what is my favorite cryptid? And I feel like this has changed over time, as of currently right now, it'd have to be the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, and I suppose really any lake or uh, yeah, any sort of lake type monster. But there's something so magical, I feel, about the Loch Ness Monster. And it definitely happened after, you know, actually going to Loch Ness in Scotland. And, um, you know, I actually went down to the water's edge and kind of, you know, put my hands in the water. And it was just, um, I feel like it'd be a similar thing to, you know, going to Roswell or, you know, maybe going to the Pine Barrens. A lot of these places which, you know, we read about and hear about where these cryptids have once been, it's 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 wild when you're there. And literally, like, that was the main reason I wanted to go to Scotland, in all honesty. You know, there's locks a lot closer um, to where we were staying. But, no, we did like a 12-hour round trip uh, out to the lock and, you know, it was just incredible. It was just surreal. And I think that plays a lot into it. Um, For me, you know, did a boat tour, a boat cruise, and I was drinking, you know, Nessie beer uh, while overlooking just this absolutely serene location. So I definitely think, yeah, the Loch Ness monster. I don't know. It's just. It's just my favorite, <laughs> like you know, when you just have like favorites of something. It's like it's hard to kind of explain, but I think for right now, that is kind of um, that's my jam. Which is kind of pro- you're probably hoping I was gonna you know say something a little a little less popular and kind of like weird, um, which would kind of be like the the cooler option. But I'm like, no, nah, I just like the Loch Ness Monster. Um, which then leads me into this next question, which is um, what's well, one paranormal thing you think probably isn't true but hope it turns out to be real? And I'm not saying that I don't think the Loch Ness Monster ever existed because i don't know and like i, I really do hope i just i've just gone on about how much i love it it would be kind of it would be kind of heartbreaking to be like if someone could actually prove that this thing doesn't exist i'm literally looking at my water that i scooped up i didn't buy the tourism water that you can buy in the store across the road from the lock i went down with my own bottle of water and took that on the real deal thing i'm, I'm literally looking at it right now like for me to be like Um, this thing, like to find out it never actually existed would be heartbreaking. But I genuinely do think um, there's something more to that story. Um, You know, it all kind of originated from somewhere and there has been some very interesting sightings. Um, I do think there are some reasonings to why this creature could have been there at one stage and hasn't been and then maybe has reappeared. I have done an episode on the Loch Ness Monster. You can go check that out. You know, it's like a full episode of the ins and outs of this. But uh, it is one thing where I really do hope it is true, um, and because it's that thing too, it could just—it's—it could just not even be paranormal. It could literally just be this large dinosaur, which is almost from like the prehistoric time, that has somehow managed to survive, or just like some sort of unknown species that's sort of you know a version of that that at one stage lived in this body of water, and you know uh, <laughs> you kind of captured the hearts of all of us all around the world. So thank you for that question. I always get to—I uh, always love getting to talk about Nessie. On the podcast. So here's the next question. It is theories about people that are Rh negative. So this is obviously speaking about blood type. So if you don't know, 85% of the world are Rh positive. So you can take. Any blood. If you need blood, you can have any blood donated to you, and you or your body will accept it. People, the other fifteen percent of the population who are Rh negative can't actually accept any blood. Uh, it can actually be quite fatal. So there's this theory to um, you know, scientists can't figure out why there's a percentage of people who have this different blood type, or you know, where that would have originated from. Because if we were all from Africa originally, we would, you know we all would have been exactly the same. Uh, but this variant has kind of at some stage. Uh, and massively increased too. They believe that it wouldn't have existed um, until I think it was like the 15th century off the top of my mind. I don't really know. But um, so there's obviously this theory that it has been introduced somewhere by potentially something not from this world, Um, you know, something more, not sinister, but more thought out. Um, So often, yes, and there is, you know, quite a heavy theory on a lot of abductees having IH-negative RH- blood. It is still like a rarity, don't get me wrong, but still 15% of the entire world's population is still a massive amount of people. You could probably say a similar thing for left-handed people too, you know, that they are out there. Um, so it, it is an interesting one um, and, you know, a lot of people argue it being, yeah, related to extraterrestrials and it, it very much so could be. And I think it's definitely something to take into consideration and definitely to ask people, which, you know, I need to kind of remember to do, is to ask people their blood type who believe to have had abduction um, experiences. Uh, because, yeah, I could probably even have that sort of proved or disproved in front of me. But regardless, it's a very interesting theory that, uh, yeah, this thing kind of, um, it's, you know, sort of genetic there's, you know, pe- there's people with this genetic makeup which is uh, vastly different to uh, the rest of, I guess, what was normal uh, for mankind. So regardless, I-, I think it's really interesting when um, there's these things you can't really argue because scientists can't work it out. They just know it kind of exists, there's this weird sort of mutation or something or if it was sort of planned out by someone else. And that's always very exciting for someone like myself who is very heavily into the paranormal because it kind of just leads to more questions and, you know, sort of more people opening their mind to possibilities. So I definitely think it could be related. So um, it might be something I have to look a little bit more into as well. And this question definitely got me thinking a little bit more. So, um, yeah, great question. Thank you. This next question is, what is the weirdest thing I've ever seen? Now, I have to really think about this. And I feel like anything weird that I've seen, I've definitely spoken about. On the podcast, but, you know, the only thing that really sticks out is something I've gone on time and time again, which is the time I had an experience with an owl and it was like I manifested that owl in front of me and, you know, weird things like that. It's often to do with synchronicity where these weird sort of events line up time and time again. Something that I don't know if I've actually spoken about on the podcast, but I did put on my Instagram. Uh, I think it was late, it was sometime last year. It doesn't really matter when it was, but um, I was driving home. I often have weird sort of experiences while driving on reflection, and um, I slowed down. It was, I was on this. Um, Suburban road, houses everywhere and, you know, it was only maybe 50 kilometers an hour and I was slowing down um, to go around a roundabout and I saw this black shadowy figure walk out in front of my car, like in front of my headlights and, you know, step over the little island in the middle of the road um, and, you know, pass onto the footpath. I didn't really think anything of it but, you know, as I kind of came into the roundabout, I turned to look at this person, I don't know, just out of curiosity or kind of what have you and there's just no one there. And um, in that split moment, I was like, oh, that was kind of weird. I'm like, where would they have gone in that amount of time? Like they would have just been right there and there was just no one there. And um, I think I sort of replayed it back in my mind. I was like, that person who uh, walked out in front of the car didn't have any features. It was literally just like a black shadow in the perfect form of like a person to the point of I didn't even think anything of it. And, you know, I, I sort of like look back and think, well, did I mistake? Just I don't know, a shadow. But then it—it's it, just that thing of I just saw a person and just kind of thought, oh, someone's just walking across the road. Like I'll, I I'm better make sure I slow down because I'll hit them. And then they just weren't there. And that was just like a weird thing um, because it wasn't—it wasn't like an eerie thing or it was just kind of this thing that happened and. It was when I got home. I was like, "Man, I'm gonna. I need to like talk about this." So I, I chucked up like a quick video on my podcast uh, Instagram, which you should go and follow. Just on Instagram, just Paranormal Thoughts Podcast. If you're not, but yeah, it's just like that weird thing of I feel like that's a lot of the things that happen to me. Is like I just think they're this normal thing, but then it's like, oh, hang on, uh, where did that go, or why did that just happen? That's really odd, you know. You don't normally see owls around this part of town, and I'm literally thinking about. Al's synchronicity, UFO abductions, and one literally appears, like flies in front of me, <laughs> like weird stuff like that. Um, has sort of happened to me time and time again. You know, some weird stuff in paranormal investigations, um, which, you know, all of this stuff is kind of in previous podcasts. But, yeah, I'm always kind of got like, you know, one eye on the lookout, uh, even though I feel like uh, most things that sort of happen to me I can kind of debunk you know, and especially when you're more open to it, uh, you, you do kind of get in your own mind a little bit. And obviously the whole thing of you want to believe in uh certain things as well, it all it all plays into it, of course. But um that was a really good question because I kind of have to think about it. I'm like, oh man, like I don't know if I've really had anything weird. And I but the thing is I have, but like not just one thing stands out like it probably would for um, a lot of people and it's it's bizarre. Um When people find out I do this podcast, they often, you know, will be like, oh, I had this experience or, you know, I know someone who told me this and I love hearing that stuff because, man, some people have had some wild stuff. And I feel like it might be time to um, organize a listener uh, episode where if you have had something, something quite significant, I think it'd be good. Maybe something a little more than what we normally hear, just odd stories. I, I could definitely think of a few off the top of my head um, to get some people on I think that would be really fascinating um, to hear from everyone and a really enjoyable episode so if you if you know if yourself or anyone who's had any you know a little little more eyebrow raising like oh, wow that's that's a bit different <laughs> kind of experiences definitely get in touch with me on Facebook Instagram my email which is thoughts gmail.com through the blog any which way um and yeah let me know because I think we might have to work on that for the uh, near future. And this final question is, what are my thoughts about the recent American government disclosure document? This is all about the American government um, coming clean, I suppose, on UFOs. And uh, I don't really know what people were expecting because it was like, what, maybe a six to nine page document. And that's kind of meant to, I don't know, fulfill all our needs of what is going on with these UFOs. Like, what do you know? And it just came down to Uh, a bunch of other reasons, a bunch of other explanations for what these things could be, Uh, and then they kind of had an other category. So it was like regular aircraft, you know, birds, weather, um, and then it was, you know, American aircraft, which is experimental, um, you know, international experimental aircraft, and then this other category, which is just like uh, we don't know. And that's literally what the document kind of comes back down to is, is that's, that's sort of it. They didn't admit to anything else. And uh, I really do hope uh, another body in government... Um Somewhere else, just goes. You know, here's all that information on the UFOs. Like, fuck the American government. Like, they really don't hold any power. Uh, more than anyone else with this topic. You know, I don't think we need to hold such this like such a high regard to the American government telling us what's going on. Like, who cares? And this is what I always harp on about. I think we already have answers. And you know, it is. It's, it's obviously in the last two years you know we've had a lot of wins you know especially with the american government coming forward but you know there's been a lot of other governments too like the canadian government's doing a lot with um the uap thing and you know it's it doesn't i think just people hold too much weight with it it's like why why are you going to start believing your government people like mo- i think majority of people think they are very manipulative and they lie it's like well so why do you want to get your ufo uap evidence from them like that doesn't make any sense. So if anyone's listening um, to this, you could take one thing away from this like from this episode. Like just you can find the answers yourself, I think, by having discussions with people. And some of the best researchers, uh, I feel like, have unlocked a lot of uh, these answers, you know, and they won't necessarily come out and say this is what's going on. But, you know, a picture is pretty quickly painted when you, I suppose, expose yourself to enough um, research that's out there. You know, but in all means, they want to give us more information, go for it, but don't just give us like this, you know, a couple page document uh, going like, you know, we can't really say what they are, but, you know, it's probably nothing per se. But it's like, well, it doesn't seem that way (laughs) by any means, but sure, you know, it's a paper bag in the sky going really fast and, you know, being picked up on radar as a threat. Yeah, okay, whatever, sure. (laughs) So that might uh, be the last question because this episode is uh, very similar to the first one where I've kind of gone on for long enough. But um, thank you to everyone to take the time to ask me these questions. It's been fun to just kind of come on and kind of riff a little bit. I love getting to do this. It's kind of what the podcast originally, how it originally started out where it's, you know, a little bit more planned now. And don't get me wrong, planning is good. Um, planning is the reason I can actually still produce this podcast. But doing something like this is nice. And uh, let me know if you enjoy it because, you know, obviously wouldn't want to do it too frequently. But more of this kind of stuff every now and again, it's just kind of nice. If you made it this far, thank you so much. And as I said, uh, make sure you subscribed to the podcast, keep in the loop, follow us on social media as well. We have the Patreon, so definitely go check that out. Uh, If you feel like supporting the podcast, it really does mean the world. Uh, The more support I get, the more and more I'll be able to do this podcast, and uh, that would be incredible. So thank you guys so much for listening. That was me answering listener questions, and I look forward to seeing you in another podcast episode real soon. Thanks. Bye.
0: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance.